0: Hey guys, Daryl Watts here. Uh, Before we get into this podcast, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there for everybody that's listening. Firstly, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. But if anybody is listening to this podcast for the sake of advice, well, for the sake of actually trying to solicit advice from a professional, then I'm not your guy. I would recommend that you listen to another podcast that has just that a professional mental health personnel, psychologists, and all of them. But if you're listening to me just to hear my story, hear other people's story, and just solicited uh, some knowledge or some educational stuff from what I read, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. But other than that, thank you. For listening and enjoy this podcast. All right, welcome back to another one of Breaking Mental Health with Duro. Of course, I am the host, Duro. Um, so on the show today, I'm going to discuss know-it-alls, dealing with people who think they know everything. And this is going to be an interesting one because of the fact that know-it-alls can actually affect your mental health in so many different ways and Knowing how to deal with people Who think they know everything? is the term of uh, self-care so We're going to jump into that today and then of course the message the message which is now and, of course, we're going to dig into dealing with uh, know-it-alls in all sorts of relationships. So, that's on the show today. But I'm just going to say this real quick before we uh, jump into the next uh, segment. Um, I just want people to know um, I have discussed it in great lengths with, um, my, uh, other podcast, um, the new podcast that, uh, me and Darren started up, uh, breaking, not breaking, Godly, I'm sorry, um, I'm incredibly sleepy, I'll get into that in a second, but, um, Daryl and Darren's Off the Script podcast, very new, um, the first episode came out the 18th. But I discussed it in very good length. Well, not in very good length, but in uh, length in a way that um, I'm going through a pretty, um, not necessarily a hard time, but in a great turn of events, which people would think would be a horrible, you know, um, event. That um, the job that I'm currently working at right now, I am actually uh, the company is is being dissolved. So, I will be out of a job here within uh, maybe uh, probably at the end of the year or um, up to maybe March. Maybe at the least close to June. It just depends on what's going on. Um, Now, a lot of people would think, yeah, uh, look, you know, don't let this get you down. And I'm not. I'm rather excited about it. I'm excited about it because it gives me time to to recharge the batteries. It actually gives me time to cope with my, um, you know, my mental health, you know, in the form of self-care. So I'm going to take this time to break, take a break, and I am going to just, you know, work on this. I have a lot of opportunities at the door for this podcast, unexpectedly, just like, uh, just, you know, this job just dissolved unexpectedly. I unexpectedly got opportunities here that I'm going to take and I'm going to take it strong too. So, um, I'm still going to, of course, stay focused do everything that I need to do. But at the same time, I am going to, um, put in as much as hours as I can. And, and after that, I'm just going to go from there and I'm just going to enjoy my time off and then do this. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. But, so with me, a lot of people wouldn't understand the term early to bed, early to rise. And that's one of the most important um, sayings or quote sayings or however you put it. That's one of the most important ones to say because you're an early bird, you get up in the morning, you get a lot done. But there are also some um, pros and cons to it. You know, one pro being A, you adding more to your day, you're getting something done. You know, you're you're getting all your stuff done, whatever it is that you planned, you're getting it done. And then the con to it of course, you're tired. You get sleepy. And all that time that you use to actually get things done and damn near at the crack of day of um either high noon or noon, you just you get tired. But if you're staying busy, then maybe it'll be different. And that's where I stand right now. I'm just incredibly sleepy because of a lot of things that I've been doing. I've been getting up before 4.30. Well, actually, in reality, I've really been getting up anywhere between 3.30 to about a quarter to four almost every day. And I use that opportunity to just get up and actually think about my day and how I'm gonna start my day so that is that's what I do and it and it gets me very tired it gets me very sleepy and then you know still trying to stay active stay healthy and stuff like that it it's it could take a toll so sometimes I have to really just you know think about um, myself at times and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that you know. So just take a moment. If you're if you're actually going to do some things, you know, think your things through. It's you know, it's the best thing that's happened to me to get up early. And a lot of people don't like getting up early. A lot of people like to be um those late people, getting into the late nights and going to bed at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Well that's also totally fine. But the greater perks of actually Going to bed early and getting up early is by far the best. And I said I was gonna do that. But you know, don't let you know, don't let your dreams get in the way with what you really need to do. If you have to get up early, get up early. If you're willing to sacrifice sleep, sacrifice it because it'll be all worth it at the end of the day and it has been worth it for me and I'm enjoying every minute of this experience. Every minute. So, um, that's where I stand. That's where I stand. And you guys know better than yourself, not nobody else, better than yourself, that you are the one that's living your own life. Don't let nobody else let you live their life the way they want you to. You live your life the way you need to, the way you want to, the way you have to. Don't let nobody else do otherwise that's the message all right my journey your journey let's get this one on the road so for the past few weeks we've been talking about magic mind well I've been talking about magic mind and uh, the 14 days of magic and I've encouraged everyone to do videos of themselves being productive And being the best version of themselves within, you know, the 14 days. And, you know, posted them on social media, posted them up on the uh, website, all that good stuff. Uh, Of course, I'll leave all that in the description um, of wherever you get your podcast. I'll leave it in the description. So you won't have to panic or worry about anything. It'll be there. So... My experience within the fourth after the 14 days of Magic Mind that I had, I'm I'm gonna tell you straight out, I was in the best version of myself. I was the best version of myself. Because after Magic Mind, my productivity had just really shot up. And due thanks to that, I have been receiving other opportunities, even though that I have a downfall. From what I just mentioned earlier from the message, I had a downfall of my, you know, my job being dissolved. At the same time, my productivity has really opened up new opportunities. Go down the hall. Check out and see what other opportunities are there for you. This is the unexpected podcast right here. Very unexpected, and it was a very unexpected event. And I'm going to tell you, Magic Mind really led me the way. I have been sleeping better. I have been more uh, creative with the help of my brother Darren. And, you know, it's been phenomenal. It's been super phenomenal on where I have stand after I have taken the full 14 days of uh, Magic Mind and how it really affected my body in a good way to shy along with all the other projects that I'm working on, and Magic Mind has really done it. Um, You know, I still have, I haven't done things yet that I needed to do, which is fine, because the more priority ones are really sitting in front of me, and I've been taking care of that, and I'm grateful for that. Magic Mind's done it for me. So, not only have I been sleeping better, um, being creative, well, showing off my creativity, and... Getting opportunities that is well needed. Magic Mind really represents what um, everyone should be doing as a community, and that is, you know, saving the rainforest and Amazon rainforest and stuff like that. And, you know, filming yourself and doing all the good stuff that you need to do to be your best version of yourself for 14 days is really credited to taking a shot. So that's what it's done for me. That's what it's done for me. So remember, don't forget, post the videos, make the videos, post them. Um, you can post them on social media uh, with uh, Magic Mind. Don't forget to tag them. I believe they're on um, Twitter and uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So use the uh, website also. Like I said, it's in the description. Um I'll be looking over to see, um, to pick the winners of all this. This is coming to an end now. So we're on the back stretch of this. So let's go ahead and let's get moving. And we're going to actually, I'm actually going to look at these things and uh, whoever actually did it, I'll be looking at it and I'll be announcing winners here. It's pretty much at the end of the month or after uh, November. But if you're going to buy Magic Mind, you can buy any shots that you want from the uh, site itself. But just don't forget to use my promo code Uh, BMH14. You'll get 20% off of your purchase. So don't forget to do that. All right. Know it alls. How to deal with them. That's kind of similar to an episode that I did about narcissistic people. But in a sense, in this way, these are not necessarily. It could affect uh, narcissistic people, the people that know it all. But at the same time, it's kind of like a, um, like a level one to uh, narcissistic behavior, because narcissistic behavior is really high, and know it alls so are just pretty much down low on the um, on the level one perspective. But you really have to understand and see how a know-it-all really pertains, you know, to you. You can't really be picky, but at the same time, it's really, really obvious. So, let's look into how to deal with know-it-alls when it comes to to them. So, know-it-all is a person who behaves as if they know everything, but those who think they know it all, have no way of finding out they don't. Um, that's a quote, as a matter of fact. It's not really a definition. It's a quote from uh, Leo um, Bascalia. I'm putting, I'll uh, the name, the last name, and I apologize about that. So in general, a know-it-all has low tolerance for correction and contradiction. That's your key word right there. Correction and contradiction. And that's how I know it all is. They have low tolerance for it. So you could be having the biggest disagreement about anything, rather if it's politics, rather if it's sports, rather if it's just based off yourself. Believe it or not, that's the big one right there. If y'all having a disagreement about yourself and they think they know it all, big, big flag right there. A big red flag a know-it-all was speaking to authority about who's to blame. You. You want them to open their minds to new ideas. Now that's hard because of how um how low tolerance they are when it comes to correcting and contradiction. So that's one of the that's one of the bigger issues that know-it-alls have to deal with uh when you yourself dealing with a know-it-all. That is a uh, that's pretty spectacular, believe it or not. So the whole goal is to combat a know-it-all, get them to understand that they necessarily don't know everything. So the more subtle and quiet way to deal with know-it-alls is the following. Uh, maintain a peace of mind. Know it's not about you. And being able to avoid debate and arguments. So I'm gonna give you a, a pretty much a good example of how to deal with a know-it-all. Let's say, for instance, um, now like I said, this could be anything. You could be this could be in a relationship. This could be uh, at your job, developing job relationships, or family, friends, whatever, anybody. So let's say, for an instance, that. You are having a debate with a friend of yours, and this friend of yours, where well, you actually bring up a uh, a conversation. Rather, if it's about, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up sports because of the fact that, well, I ain't gonna say sports. I'm gonna say about yourself. So, I am myself, and I'm having this conversation with with a friend of mine, and I'm telling this person, a. Hey, um, I think that I'm gonna go ahead and take the next necessary steps to um go ahead and find a job, right? And your friend has been dealing with, you know, well have little to no minimum um knowledge about Finding jobs because this person's probably been um, stable at his job, been at his job for, you know, 20, 30 years and stuff like that. So you're kind of off the ropes about where you stand about, you know, finding jobs, stuff like that. And you've been job searching for years, you know, you've been staying at one job for five years, you've been staying at the other job for 10 and you've been staying for probably a couple of months just trying to find yourself. And one of the things that could be said about this is that your friend is telling you, A, stay at your job because this, 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 and this. If you actually decide that you're not going to be stable, it's going to be hard for you to find a job. Yes, true. But the problem is, is that with a know-it-all, you do not, you do not tell a person how to run your life, this is what this is about, this is what this is about, so you need to have, you need to get them to open their minds to the fact that, yo, this is my life, this is how I'm going to run it, okay, I just need a listening ear. But I'm not afraid to sit here and let you tell me how to run my life. Because eventually, it's going to get to a point where it's going to become a big argument. So try to kill it. Just try to kill it. So be like, okay, yeah. Okay, I understand that. So... What do you think is the next next steps for me, you know, and to find a job? And this person explains to you the next steps. Remember, they think they know it all, you know. And then you start asking questions on why this will work. See how they react. Just seeing how they react. Because I'm going to tell you something. When it comes down to dealing with a know-it-all, a know-it-all will drain you mentally. They will drain you. They will exhaust the crap out of you. Why they would do that? Because number one, they are actually, they're not intentionally trying to do it, but they are actually trying to prove that they are actually the ones to go to when they need to talk about something. And that's not 100% the case. So believe it or not, um, being peaceful about it and not being able to try to pick in 100% argument about what you want to do or how you're going to spend your money or, um, finding a new apartment just to be closer to your job or whatever, or a house or whatever, you know, you're going to argue with these people. It could be little, very, very little. Here's the thing right here, 200 adults to think about, of all the disagreements, large or small, that they have with other people, and to estimate this percentage of time that they are the one who is correct, you might not be surprised to learn that most people thought that they are right more than other people are. And in fact, the average respondent indicated that he or she was the one who was right about 67% of the time. That's a pretty high number compared to a lower number of um, 30% of people who actually decided that they go, women decided they're going to let their hair grow, or 40% of people who decide that, you know, um, that women like chest hairs or something like that. That's a pretty high number, 67%. Wow. This obviously can't be correct. If only one of us is right, in each of our disagreements, we both can't be right two thirds of the time. That's the saying. That's a high number. It just don't make sense to me. Well, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, wow, we got a lot of them out there. That saying when they say about the uh, um, at your job, too many uh, too too many cheese solo Indians. That's a big right there. Yeah. So, although most of us tend to think that our own beliefs and attitudes are better than most other people's are, some people, those who are low in intellectual humility, overestimate the correctness of their views even more than the rest of us do. And in contrast, people who are high in intellectual humility are more likely to recognize that their beliefs, attitudes, and viewpoints might be wrong. So why do they still act like they know it all? Intellectual humility. That's why. They know that their beliefs, their attitudes, and viewpoints might be wrong, but it still doesn't change the fact that they feel like that they know it all, or it's not in their minds to think that they know it all. They just believe that they have done research, they've done homework, and sometimes, if you're doing your research and your homework, you could be doing it the wrong way. Straight off the bat, you could be doing it the wrong way. Maybe not. But at the same time, you have to really understand, and that's the thing, when it comes down to sports and politics, the thing is, is that if you're going to do... Sports, you want to be prepared to, um, you know, try to be more knowledgeable about it. Just like politics, you want to be more knowledgeable, so you want to do a lot of more research. But the research can be so difficult, especially when it comes to politics, because you have a conservative side, you have a liberal side, you have a libertine side, you have a republican side, you have a, a republican side. Uh, I'm sorry, a democratic side of everything. And when you are actually doing the research, your beliefs, you could be a Republican, you could be a uh, Democrat, or whatever. That research, it could be, you know, different based off of their own research and whoever else's beliefs is just like that. So you want to be able to kind of kill. But at the same time, be peaceful about know-it-alls in that case because of the fact that your mental health is not worth a dime when it comes to dealing with uh, know-it-alls. It's not worth a dime. So this is an action plan. I'm going to have these. I have uh, a couple of links And it's going to be in the description also. But an action plan for dealing with know-it-alls. This is just how to deal with know-it-alls. Be prepared and know your stuff. So clearly think through your ideas ahead of time. The know-it-all defense system monitors incoming information for errors. The know-it-all will pick up any shortcoming and use it to discredit your whole idea backtracking respectfully, you have to do more backtracking uh, with a know-it-all than any other difficult person, not even a narcissistic person. Ain't that crazy? If you don't backtrack, you run the risk of having to listen to the know-it-all as they repeat themselves over and over and over and over and over again. Blend with doubts and desires. If the know-it-alls have doubts about your idea, then there are specific criteria that, being addressed, that aren't being addressed, such as the reasons why or why not. Show how your idea factors the know-it-all specific criteria into account. Uh, know-it-alls tend to have a finite set, set of dismissal statements that reflect they're highly valued criteria because at the end of the day, all you end up doing is doing what you want. So it's important that, you know, you do not let them feel like that, um, them running the way that you have actually, um, decided on what you want to do or what you want to talk about is relevant for them. That's one of the key important things. Present your views indirectly. So proceed quickly but cautiously while defenses are temporarily down. Use softening words like maybe, perhaps. This may be a detour. Bear with me a moment. I was just wondering. And what do you suppose? Use plural nouns like we or us over I or you. It can help give the know-it-all a bit of ownership. That's interesting. Very interesting. Turn the know-it-all into a mentor. Openly acknowledge the knowledgeable problem person as your mentor in some area of your life that you seek to develop. By letting the know-it-all that you recognize an expert and are willing to learn from one, you become less of a threat. You may find your own way from the disenfranchised group into the generally recognized as safe to listen to group. So when when you're dealing with the know-it-all, the examples, I've used some examples myself, but here's some more examples also um, on some of the um, sources that I have. Be prepared to know your stuff. And sir, the nutrition diet you're referring to I believe the Merck manual recommends 70 grams of protein a day as tolerated by the patient. Is that right, sir? Which is, you know your stuff. Backtracking respectfully. Dr. Livid, sir, if I understand you correctly, the peripheral neuropathy, glot質, and tender hepatomaglally, these are some tough words, are all characteristic signs of a, of the start of alcoholic cirrhosis. So backtrack with respect, uh, blend with doubts and desires. Thank you, sir. This may be a bit of a detour, sir, but I was reading in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition about some research on admin acid L, Carantini, and its and its effect on liver function. Now, I know you're feeling about health supplements, so blend with doubts. And turn a know-it-all into a mentor. I want to learn. Show me what you would do and turn them into mentors. That's where at the point where you feel like that you've kind of lost the know-it-all right there. Did they do their homework? Did they do what they needed to do? Yeah, maybe. Something to think about. So... I have learned this, like I've said this on pop previous podcasts, on all sorts. And I'm going to say it again, I'm going to continue saying it, always in repetitions. I have always learned and continue to learn that some things are just not meant for you to take personally. Do not take these things personally. There are times that I have actually still taken things personally because they doubt my um, my ability to speak which is fine but now i have really gotten to a point where okay whatever it's whatever so and half the time i was wrong and i could accept that you know but just don't make it seem like that you would know it all either that's that's the big headache of this whole thing so just make sure that it's worth it um you know, kind of just protect your guards and use your know-it-all as a mentor. Yeah, it's it's that simple. It's that simple. So it's, it's the more important of your mental health because the endorphins start kicking in. That's when anxiety kicks in. That's when your depression would kick in. Because the more draining that you have to deal with people like Dale, the more your mental health will start to slide. And you don't want that to slide, especially when it comes down to your anxiety and it comes down to your, uh, you know, depressions and all that stuff. Especially if you're on uh, some sort of medication. You know, you don't want to put yourself through none of those ordeals where people wouldn't know it all. Because that affects your brain, too. It really affects your brain. That's why you have to have an action plan when it comes down to people like them. Train your brain to not take the things that they say personally. And also train your brain to know that you're prepared to, I'll say, fight the battle with your know-it-alls. Anybody from your job, anybody in your family. Anybody, like, in your marriage, relationship, or whatever. You know, those are just things to think about. So, I just want everybody to understand that know what I was, are a pain in the ass when it comes to, you know, talking different decisions and stuff like that and debates or anything. So, I just want everybody to bear that in mind your mental health is more important. So I just want to take this quick moment real quick and just just throw out an appreciation. And I really appreciate all of my um, audiences to actually sit down and listen to this podcast. Um, I thank you for that. Um, mental health has been one of my most ones that I have been targeted to you know, get better, grow, learn. Um, learning growth opportunities, and stuff like that. And um, ever since 2016, I've actually decided that, you know, I need to make a push for mental health. I just actually didn't take it as seriously as I did before, up until now, until 2020, um, when the pandemic hit. You know, that you really have to, I've seen that a lot of people have struggled with mental health, and that is your um that is your breaking point you know dealing with mental health is nobody's fault it's nobody's fault. it's the way that you know it's the way that everything reacts within you it's not it's not a thing where mental health is just a oh, you decide to be this, you decide to be that. Uh, you decided to be depressed, you decided to have anxiety, you decided this, you decided that. It's no way that you're in that predicament. None of this stuff is your fault. And I just want to let people know, you know, I really appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. You know, the opportunities that stands ahead of me and all of that stuff for the people to hear my side of the story on whatever personal problems that I'm having when it comes to mental health or just actually bringing some content, some articles, some other people's stories on here or, you know, rather if I'm interviewing people and stuff like that, I really, really, really appreciate it, really appreciate it. But that's all I have. Um, Once again, thanks for listening. Um, Next week, I'm going to go ahead and discuss Daylight savings. Daylight savings has been a big effect on a lot of people's mental health and sleep. So I will discuss that. Um, I also want to thank my sponsors, um, Magic Mind. Uh, you can follow them on uh, social media, Instagram, uh, at Magic Mind. Uh, check out their website. I have a, a link in the description. And they also on TikTok, too. Uh, don't forget Magic Mind. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, love you, to, love university. Um, I'll be, I'm gonna be trying to post more often. I have here lately, but not a lot. So just follow me, and if you want to email me, please email me breakingmentalh uh, at gmail dot com. Breakingmentalh at gmail dot com. Email me. Talk to me. um I am all ears. But until then. Stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes to listening, you are one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.